Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Macro Hack Radio. Today, we're talking about alcohol and how alcohol can be implemented into your lifestyle in moderation, what some realities of consuming alcohol while trying to reach a specific fitness goal are, and how to actually track and adhere to your plan while still enjoying some drinks out on the town. So here's Tyler and Leanne talking about alcohol and how to make it still work for your lifestyle and reach your goals. So alcohol, in my mind, is definitely one of those things where when people hear about flexible dieting or if it fits your macros, they are pretty excited and or attracted to the fact that maybe alcohol is something that they can have while still dieting. I think it's one of the attractive features of flexible dieting or if it fits your macros. However, it does come with, you know, some more nuances than maybe just what people are thinking right off the bat. So it's not always what people perceive it to be just like everything in life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Now, we're not going to break down specifically what the science of what happens when you drink alcohol. Yeah. But we're going to break down more of the interesting aspect of the realism of the practicality side of it that what really happens when you drink alcohol. And after observing many people and ourselves after, <laughs> yes. you know, what what actually happens? So there is ways to track macronutrient or track your alcohol and it, you can make it work. We've worked with tons of people who have been highly successful with you know, having drinks here and there and um, being successful and making progress. But really, it just comes down to moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be realistic with yourself and how much you're drinking. But usually it's not the drinking that's the problem, typically. I mean, you, people can drink high amounts of alcohol and be okay every once in a while. This yeah. isn't like an everyday thing. Or every weekend thing. Every weekend <laughs> thing. Because usually in the weekends, we're always the most destructive that's anyway. That's the tough part. We're always back at it Monday. Um, but what usually the biggest problem is, is the eating aspect while you're drinking. It mm-hmm. becomes the big, big problem. And I'd say one of the main things with dieting and or being more controlled with your nutrition in general is having self-awareness. It's a While we all know kind of what that is, self-awareness is obviously being able to step outside of yourself and look at yourself from the outside in and be honest and realistic with what you're doing. Well, first of all, in the just moment. being real. Yeah. In the moment. <laughs> yes, in the very moment. So we all like to, you know, as adults, we're grown ups. we've lived a whole lot of life. We like to think we're all great at, oh, I'm very self-aware, and like I know what I'm doing, I'm in control. But when it comes to eating, that a lot of that goes out the window, number one. We have a really hard time being honest with yourself. And then when you throw alcohol in the mix too, self-awareness goes down naturally. So now we have two things that are kind of a rough sticking point for people in general. <laughs> now, th- we do this a lot with clients. Uh, one typical typical thing that happens in many scenarios or situations, I'll talk about one where people have an event planned or coming up that they know about, that they're going out with their friends on the weekends, they want to be able to enjoy their time with the weekend or with their friends, but still make progress. So what do you do? Now, you can come up with this big fancy plan. Yes. You can have everything down to the T exactly what you're going to be doing. But when you're getting this, the situation of the, the scenario that you're in, where you're with your friends, you're getting more relaxed, you're having more fun, um, you're kind of letting loose, you have that one drink, 
now there's a temptation and influence around you of your friends or whoever you're with now is influencing you more. Mm -hmm. So then guilt kicks in. So now you want to drink more. And so once you drink more, just like what Leanne said, the self-awareness goes out the window. The inhibition of realizing what you're doing, it's lowered way lower way way lower we're already bad at it and we're now bad we're at throwing it. this on top of it now we just say screw it and then we go ham yes so then it becomes we end up getting hammered you're eating so much food you're snacking on chips and salsa not even real next thing you know the the basket's gone and you ate it all yourself yep. and you're eating a five course meal and you're still doing it the rest of the night you're just snacking and drinking and snacking that's and the drinking. other thing we're up much later usually a yes. lot of times unless you passed out yes so there's yes. a lot more eating and time yes. to eat in general when you're drinking yes because it's an all-night affair so we now have an eight meal day instead of like a four meal day. yeah and you're eating <laughs> leading up to it right so and really want to cushion it so the alcohol yeah. comes in and you're not just like yeah yeah and so this is kind of related to the, the what happens this is related to the episode before we talked about um with the no team no days off ah, yes how you try and make up for the next day which you oh, don't want to do you make true. up for all the alcohol you drank it's if you have the issues. ability to go to the gym if you're not hungover true so the, what people what goes through their mind is and this is something that goes through my mind personally when i have done this before in the past so i'm speaking from experience oh yeah we all all of this is from and experience. <laughs> this is all from experience <laughs> so when you're doing it you're like i'll just make up for it tomorrow i'll go to the gym twice or <laughs> let's say it's saturday and tomorrow sunday and i'm like you know tomorrow i'm gonna hit the gym i'm gonna work out i'm gonna feel good I'm just filling up my glycogen stores. I'm going to be huge and swole tomorrow. So swole. And Monday, too, I'm going to do it. And Tuesday, I'm really going to hit it hard. All those justifications. Yes. <laughs> so basically, that conversation I have my, with myself, I'm giving myself permission to do this destructive thing. In the middle of it, in the moment, even though I had a plan coming into it. The plan just goes out the window. Yeah. Totally out the window. But when I'm prepping for a show, not to get too extreme here, when I actually have a, a concrete goal and when I want it more, I do everything I can to make it work. So I'll give myself limits and rules. We've talked about rules before, Leanne. Always. Um, I'll give myself rules that I only will allow myself this many drinks and I'll eat before I go. So that way I'm not hungry going into it. But once I allow myself those drinks, that's all I get for the day or the night. So then I just kind of milk it. And that's like a really good example of how that strong goal can propel. Yes, how bad people. do you want it? Yeah, it becomes, yeah, the how bad do you want it, where it's very easy to rationalize and make justifications for why you're doing it if you don't actually take your end goal as seriously as you once said yeah. you did. <laughs> so you're going to have a lot of people that are going to influence you around, around you. So, for example, I've um, someone I dated years ago whenever she was one that liked to go out all the time. So being influenced by your spouse is really, really difficult, especially when you have a goal and you like working out, you like going to the gym. Um, but they were always, she was always going out with her friends and I would go out still too, but I wouldn't drink just because I didn't want to. I didn't care. I wasn't even like prepping. I was just yeah, in that mode. Good. I didn't really care to, I didn't want to, mm-hmm. um, because I just didn't desire or had the desire at the time. Um, but she would tell me, you don't like to have fun. You don't like to drink. You don't like to drink with us. You're just no fun. I'm like, I'm having fun with you. I don't yeah. know why I have like, to drink to have to fun. About that? But she would always tell me that. So I felt guilty all the time. And so she'd always tell me, oh, I want, you know, I don't have my boyfriend with me. And I'm like, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So then her friends would get involved and then influence me more. And so I'd still stick to my guns. But it was a really big battle 
um, to do that. But over time, even my family would do the same thing. Like, oh, are you still on that diet? I'm like, I'm still eating good, even if I'm prepping for a show or not. I'm still, that's just my habits. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, eventually over time, the more you say no, eventually they stop asking you and bugging you. Mm -hmm. Because eventually they're like, oh, he's not going to drink. He's good. Um, But back to my girlfriend that I was with before, um, eventually I wouldn't go out because I just didn't want to deal with the, the hassle. And so then it was, oh, I, you don't like going out, you don't like doing anything, you're no fun. But what's funny is she'd always complain about how out of shape she was. And I'm like, yeah. well, I can help you with this. But also the drinking plays a, a huge, huge role. But you can tell the fluctuations of when she would gain mm-hmm. weight and when she wouldn't. So, um, but also the eating goes hand in hand with, with that. But back to the point of the influence. Yes. It's usually the influence and in the... the um, the environment that you're in that causes you to really give in to your temptations. Mm-hmm. Some things become, you know, habits. And like Tyler was saying, I think unfortunately a lot of what goes on in society is that when somebody's doing something different, that usually is perceived as like a lot of times that becomes a glaring reminder of what that person is doing wrong, that they feel a little, we all have that internal compass where it's like, and I wish I wouldn't drink like five drinks when I go out. But if there's one person that's in front of you, that's the one that consistently resists. It is the constant reminder that every time you're doing that, you are doing something that they are defeating within themselves. So humans become interesting and not saying anybody's out there being malicious, but it's just human nature, unfortunately, when somebody's doing something different to kind of want to tear it down because it makes us feel better about ourselves and our own habits if everyone around you is doing the same thing and humans are very much about being comfortable and you feel like I'm, I'm amongst like the same company and you know, stuff like that. So we're just, we're kind of animal like that where we all feel more comfortable if everyone's doing the same thing, no one sticks out. So we're all kind of just pulling each other back in line. Unfortunately, some of those things can be destructive, you know, to long-term goals, plans, things like that. And if you really don't stop and step back and like analyze situations you're in and what you want in life, you can get wrapped into a lot of those things as you, as you go on. (laughs) Can you give the crabs in a bucket? Yeah. The crabs in a bucket theory is like, I don't know where it came from, but, um, there's a theory out there. It's like a social theory where crap, if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket, all like on top of each other or whatever it's random but just a ton of them in there they'll all kind of be fighting to get out and they're kind of climbing on each other well whatever one is highest all the other crabs will pull that one back down into the bucket and people humans are very much like that even from a young age you know we just have that tendency to want to want to do that and another like similar thing is like if someone's drowning and somebody jump that can't swim is drowning they somebody jumps in that can swim and goes and try to save them usually what happens is that person that can swim winds up getting pulled down you know by the one that is drowning because it's just like this weird instinct we have so it's something to be aware of uh with your own goals when you're out there and that has to do with drinking and eating a hundred percent don't let others pressure you into what is comfortable for them if you're trying to set new habits for yourself it has nothing to do with them and everything to do with you and realize that you might be kind of a glaring example of their own weaknesses and that makes some people uncomfortable so like stick stick strong so they'll try really hard to tear you down 
mm-hmm. just to try and get to their level of feeling crappy about themselves. Kind of. And it, it's yeah. unfortunate because we hear this a lot with clients. We do. The so social pressure of just social like pressure. so many give in um, for these big goals they set just because of those that are around them. The guilt. And I think a lot of this stems from your childhood in totally. some way. Yeah, I so, totally think uh, we, I, we have several clients who, again, we come up with these big plans. Like, we'll get on the phone with clients, we'll talk about it, we'll plan this out, we'll plan what to eat, what to order, mm-hmm. what to do with drinks so you can enjoy yourself, what to do leading up to it. And literally all that goes out the window Yeah. as soon as they get in the environment because then they start feeling bad that their friends is now like, oh, have a drink. Oh, you're not drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Oh, you're on that diet. You makes people feel bad. It feels terrible. So sometimes avoid people avoid the conversation of just just having the conversation Mm -hmm. of, well, what are you doing for your diet? Why are you doing that? You're not overweight. You don't, you know, they'll say stuff. You don't need to do it or whatever. So then you feel really bad. So you just do it anyway to make them happy. Mm -hmm. But really, and then the guilt sets in. Totally. Either during the process or the next day, because mm-hmm. maybe you gained some weight from it. Yeah. Maybe you feel like you lost progress. So then the long term effect is way more powerful and more um, uh, derailing mm-hmm. or mentally where it crushes you. Yeah, it is. It, the, the guilt, just for that pleasure and reward of just that night or that moment, mm-hmm. the long term effect of what you have with the result of it, of feeling guilty and feeling bad about yourself, that could last like up to a week. It really can. It's, and influence your behaviors yes. that make other things more derailing to what your original goal was. Like Tyler Absolutely. has mentioned, like the no days off thing kicks in where you want to do a lot of cardio. Then your diet across the week is becoming more unsustainable. Just realize like most of our rea- most of our actions have an equal and opposite reaction where there's a ripple effect of the decisions you're making across your entire life, not just isolated to this one incident where you drank. I'm not trying to make it sound all dramatic. If you have a couple drinks and like you lost the battle of like sticking to your plan, it's not going to be the end of the world. That's the battle. That's the balance. Yeah. Just having moderation. That Mm -hmm. definitely happened. We'll talk about that here in a second. That's the key part. But the bottom line is we understand and know from experience that it's like we all have an inner dialogue going on. We all have best intentions. Those that work with us, the types that want to set out a plan, that's because we're all working on a self-talk that we can follow through with. And sometimes having a coach or somebody to echo that with helps you convince yourself that you can do it. But the bottom line is you, we all need practice in those situations. And if you aren't perfect at it yet, like keep trying because it will become a habit. Your self-talk will win out over the voices around you if Absolutely. you keep on plugging away with it and stay strong. I'll give an example of a client once that when I started working with him, he was up front and he said, okay, I have to have every Friday, I have to have this binge and it involves alcohol too. And I have to do it. And so what can we do to make progress? I'm like, okay, we'll make progress initially. Um, we can do some things you know, prior leading up to that, but eventually it's going to catch up to you where you're not going to make any progress because your body's going to adapt. So we went through, I'm like, okay, let's start off first. Let's see what your binge looks like. And he literally would cool crush, this is man, he would crush so much food. And <laughs> So then the it's next week, like a whole week, routine, right? Of yeah, like places it was like yeah, it was like, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. He eat wings there, and I can't remember the order, but it was in, insane. His girlfriend, I'll never forget. She was in my office, and she was so scared. She's like, Tyler, I am so scared when he eats this much. I I'm so chaotic thing scared because it's frightening because I feel like he's gonna get like heart disease and just Gosh. die eventually and the kid wasn't like overweight by all means he was kind of in shape but yeah um he had good genes but 
um, man, he would crush a lot of food. So then I'm like, all right, let's see where you're at and what you do. But he would list out. I mean, it'd be ice cream after. He would have like a bazekiel or um, uh, the little ice cream oh, pizuki cookie. Pazuki, yeah. yeah. Pazuki. He would have beer all night, like drinks. Like it was yeah, insane. Yeah. Like crap after that. Yeah, he, he felt <laughs> miserable. And he'd always say, like, I know I feel miserable. And he always, but no. I just have to do it. Habit. So the next week I said, okay, now just track what you're doing. And so he tracked it and he's like, holy crap. <laughs> it was like 5,500 calories, no joke. And that was just oh, guesstimating. He goes, oh my God, that was insane. His fats were stupid high, his car, so like everything crazy. was super high. So then I said, okay, let's just taper back like the bazooki mm-hmm. thing, cookie. Start with one thing. We, we taper back and eventually he got to the point where it'd be down to like 4,000 calories and 3,000 and 2,000. Eventually he got to the point where he created habits every time that he's like, I don't even care to do this anymore pretty cool because his goal kind of took over um but he would be with friends and like all that and they would see every week that he was changing mm-hmm. uh not physique wise but just his habits of yeah. like oh you're not having that this yeah, time that was it's probably like, no. pretty chaotic yeah it was, man every week. and his girlfriend i'll never forget later on once he starts stop doing it um we would just do like controlled high days she was so thankful. I She's bet. like, thank you so much. She's like, not... we also saved like $300. <laughs> saved so much money. Yeah. And so they actually got married and I've talked to him like, uh, since and he doesn't do it anymore I still. Because cool. now he realizes what he's doing. And it's so um, it was really fascinating because just like what you those said, habits. those habits. And so back to the, what I said before about the more you say no, mm-hmm. It's the hardest time. It's the hardest to say no the first time, especially if you let's say you have poker night and you're going out every Friday and you're just crushing food. Let's just say you're with friends, buddies, girlfriends, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, um, you're always doing the same thing. And now all of a sudden you're saying no. They're gonna give you a hard time. It's a pain in the ass. You're yeah, gonna give in. It does. They're gonna give you a shit storm of stuff to to, to feel guilty about. You, once you go home you're gonna feel so good about yourself cool. that you yeah. said no that it feels so incredibly powerful and pretty soon you're just like kind of pumped that you're the weirdo yes <laughs> yes you're like yes. and so you, the next time you go you say no again it gets easier and easier it every really time is. and eventually your friends just stop asking you because now as long as you have fun and like do your normal thing mm-hmm. they're just gonna respect it and eventually they're gonna ask you what and are you're you doing a good example yeah exactly you know, like, and some people will even say like i have one client now she'd go to um uh, every every week it would be I don't know, not karaoke but it would be like some game night mm-hmm. and she stopped going and then she'd go again and then she'd just stick to her guns mm-hmm. and now her friends are saying you're such a big inspiration I started yeah, like working see, out and it so it can be very rewarding it comes full circle especially if you have cool friends that are telling you something like that totally so don't be afraid you just gotta start once and do it once yep and it'll feel good and you gotta uh, celebrate and emphasize that how good it feels just know that you can do it again it's easy to yes. do so, much um, so to, to let's talk about tracking your 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 alcohol what does that look like more of the true practical the true side practical. what everyone wants to know so a lot of it really de- there's so many different approaches you can track it as fats carbs or carbs and fat but realize don't realize what, what's the common or, way people track just naturally they want to scan the scan it or look it up in my fitness pal and it always says zero under like calories macros all of everything well, calories zeros. will have like a number but sometimes. like macros yeah sometimes. sometimes but macros are usually zero so it's so, always like free yeah so they think it's free i actually just had this conversation with somebody today where they were like 
I was having gin like three nights and she won't care even if I say it. So it doesn't matter. But I'm like, did you track it as, as carbs? It's carbs. I'm like, yes, it's still, it still counts. It's not zero. Everyone thinks that hard alcohol, well, I had it with diet soda. It doesn't matter. It like, doesn't zero it out. Yeah. Like it still <laughs> has calories. So the different, the thing to realize is that everyone gets very confused around alcohol because Technically, it's not a carb, it's not a fat, it's not protein. Our body digests it completely differently and it's a completely different compound, affects us differently, etc. I know I've seen that it actually has like seven calories per gram, um, but that's complicated and obviously that doesn't work into macros real well. So that's why you have the decision to either track it as carbs, fats, or potentially half and half. Now. I think Tyler and I both kind of do it the same for the most part where the thing is fats add up very quickly um, during the day when you're tracking macros and if you've tracked before you you'll probably know this firsthand where you run out of fats pretty quickly just in hitting your other macros carbs and protein so I personally don't like tracking alcohol as fats because it's going to put such a dent on your intake for the day that you're going to feel like you're failing and eventually you may just say give up and just be like well forget it i blew it so i might as well just go ham yep. for the rest especially of the day. if you're eating while you're drinking yeah alcohol. you're going to add up you're your, crush your fats. yeah if you if you track it as fat so what that really boils down to like if you're talking about the math obviously if you're tracking it as carbs what you're going to do is look on the label and look for the calories whether um, it's in my fitness pal or a different website or whatever, look for the calories and then divide it by four if you want to track it as carbs to get the amount per serving in grams. And then you would then, I guess we'll give a little practical side, like create a custom food in whatever tracking app you're using and make it so that it is reflecting what you want to track it as. So that way you have it in there. If it's something that you intend to have again, it'll save. So it's really not that big a deal. That's the other thing a lot of people just say, oh, forget it. I couldn't do it, it was too complicated. It's really not complicated. Um, so that's how you do that. And then if you wanted to track it as fats, we have to realize that it's nine calories. Fats contribute nine calories per gram. So if you're gonna have a you know 100 calories worth of whatever vodka, you would divide that by nine in order to get the correct amount per serving. So to give you an example, um Elena just handed me a, a, a drink that's a white claw black cherry hard. Never had it before in my Dang. life. Never it's seen it. Like broken. White claw. So, ooh, it's so gross. It's, it's, like, never, it's like a thing now. I know yeah. it's a thing. Why it's a thing, the Lord will never know. So <laughs> it's a can, and actually, it actually has a label. So most drinks don't have labels. So you have to maybe look up the manufacturer and find the, the, the macronutrients. I wouldn't trust my fitness pal all the time. No. If it seems fishy, if it's like really low calories. Um, it seems off. Look at the label of um, the true um, company that you're getting it from or whatever on their site. But this example says 110 calories, but four grams of carbs. Okay, so calorically, there's only four calories uh, per gram of carb. So if you take four times four, that's only 16 calories. That does not equal 110. So the, and the fats here are, le are the proteins less than one, so we won't even count that. Fats are zero. So where do the rest of the calories come from? That's uh, 90, what is that? I can't do math right now. Actually 84 yeah. calories that are left over. That's where the alcohol plays a role. So it's seven times or divided 84 divided by seven, whatever that is. That's how much of the alcohol calories are in there. So, um, but we won't even go that complicated, just like what Leanne said. So if you take 110 divided by 
four, it's 27.5 grams you put into your carb total for the day. If you did that with fats, it'd be divided by nine, so it's 12, or yeah, 12.2. So with that said, if you're eating four, 40 grams of fat a day, yeah, you're putting a huge dent. huge dent in your fats. If you're eating 100 carbs a day, let's just say 100, that's pretty low, 100, yeah. let's just say 150, 27.5, you could have probably like three drinks of that and be totally fine and enter that in. So to enter that in, in my fitness pal, just to give you a little side tip here, create a new food item in your app that's labeled as alcohol, put it as one gram of carb, and so once you do the math, then enter in how many carbs, If let's say you put in your carbs, then you enter in 27.5 grams of carbs. Enter that in, so you create your own food item or food item in my fitness pal, don't use what my fitness pal tells no. you with it. Because that's, again, I think we've said this in previous episodes, but realize my fitness pal is not like an all-knowing God where the info comes down from the heavens and it is injected into the phone. It's actually <laughs> been entered in by humans. So as we know, and we all have our days, but like humans are not doing things correctly like half the time. So realize all that data in there has been entered by humans and it's not like verified. Even the ones that are verified are sometimes wrong. So just like double check it. <laughs> so how this works with like fat loss, okay? So obviously calorically, calories in, calories out, that makes a difference. Whatever your designated macronutrients are that day, um, you can still get adequate results with drinking moderately. So three cans for that, for me, I'd probably be feeling a pretty good buzz. Mm -hmm. um, you have to keep, again, like we said, everything in moderation. Remember your structuring mm -hmm. of, of your day and just have just those drinks, maybe sip them throughout the night. And then if you have a meal, just have that one meal and leave it at that. Um, you might gain a little bit of weight the next day, yep. depending on how you respond. Just know that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. And actually, our next episodes, we're and gonna... some people lose, but don't think like it magically yeah. made you lose weight. So it can make you dehydrated <laughs> too if you have a ton of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing too: is if sometimes we'll see clients that will lose weight from the de dehydration, mm -hmm. thinking that's wow, I lost weight. Yeah, magical. But two days later, Swing the next up. day after that, or let's say Saturday you did it, Sunday you lost weight, and then Monday you gained weight again. Mm -hmm. It's because now you're like rehydrating and filling back up. Totally. And so now you're you're not losing progress by gaining the weight back. No. It's just you're back to normalized. You also have to like we have an episode coming up on the scale, but realize fat loss and the what the scale says are not the same thing. So don't get all skewed in your brain of like don't um, get irrational and think whether you have a high or a low after a day of drinking or, or tracking a few drinks like take it with a grain of salt and realize if you adhered to your macros like fat loss can still be occurring you just have fluctuations in water glycogen etc so just as, before we sign off to give the audience um, an idea of what's best to drink awesome what in your opinion is the best to drink if you did drink something oh man i don't i know i really don't let's go category hard alcohol beer I just try to find like the lowest calorie beer because I don't mind watery beer. Okay. <laughs> I don't really drink so, hard alcohol. I like having beer um, when I do and I just, I don't really care about what I drink. My numbers are pretty substantial where I can get away with a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I'll do like a, um, like a Miller Lite, something like that. I but, get like Michelob Ultra or something yeah, like Michelob that. Yeah, Michelob Ultra. But if you're going to drink 
hard liquors probably tend to be a little bit better in terms of calorically where you can get a little bit more bang for your buck. About one ounce of like a hard liquor is around like 90 to 100 calories. Okay, which that's is a like good 20 one carbs Which is something. like a shot to like one full ounce of, if they're actually putting a full ounce of alcohol in like a mixed drink, you do one full ounce of something with like a sparkling water or like, I, I always so, so, if I'm at a bar, I do a vodka with soda which is just the sparkling water like soda water okay and then a lot so 100 calories is about 25 grams of carbs that you're crushing which for someone my size eating my my metabolism which is i think closer to maybe the average person yeah i can get one or two in if i'm moderate with my food the rest of the day you'd be hosed okay so yeah i'd be be under the table yeah we don't recommend using using all of your carbs no. for yeah, drinks. It's probably not optimal. Something we don't recommend. No. Because again, it doesn't impact you directly or exactly like carbs or fats do. So if you're trying to optimize like performance, it's actually a terrible thing to replace like alcohol with your other macros because it's not optimal for performance at all. No, and so we're just giving you this uh, way to track your alcohol in a way of just putting into your caloric value into your macronutrients, even though it's not a carb, protein, or fat, like Leanne said. Um, but calorically, you have to put it in a place if you want to track it. Yeah. Um, it does respond differently in your body. Uh, however, we don't recommend drinking every day. Now, if you are one that drinks every day mm-hmm. and you're having a hard time making progress, alcohol is definitely a big hindrance on your progress if Absolutely. you're having trouble losing weight. So if you're one that has you know a lot of wine every night or... Um, you're having a lot of shots. You know, I understand some people, we have some clients that have a shot at night before they go to bed because it helps them sleep. Things like that is, is probably not a big deal. But if you're crushing wine every night mm-hmm. or beers, you're probably not making progress because of the alcohol mm-hmm. and what it's doing. So just keep that in mind and then also make sure you track it. Yeah, that's the Because <laughs> people will eat and then have the drink thinking that it's kind of free or they... Uh, again aren't self-aware yeah and uh think it's okay because they can get away with it but really it's going to catch up exactly and and if you're being calorically conscious about your drinks stay away from like the mixed yes or or if you do go for the margarita just know that you it could take you probably a couple days two three days to get back to normal yeah that goes along with maintenance like in the future down the road how you your body responds to alcohol intake Mm -hmm. just weighing yourself still the next day to see how big your fluctuation swings are because the more you know about your body and and how it responds to different scenarios environments eating drinks whatever it is it's going to help you long term because then you'll understand okay i had some drinks Mm -hmm. i'm going to gain two or three pounds and i'm okay with that yeah. Like mentally, you'll be more, more okay. Rational about yes. it instead of this huge irrational yes. swing of things. Instead of being scared, the more you accept what happen happens, the next day you'll feel more at peace, and you're like, "All right, I just get back at it, and I'm good. I don't have to be extreme." It's totally true. And that'll help you with maintaining down the road because you'll understand. And we'll talk about the scale again um, next episode, um, and the relationship with the scale and how important it can be mm-hmm. used as a good tool and how it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it really can. I think it's just there's so much wrapped up in it. But like Tyler said, the bottom line is with like drinking or whatever, if you decide on something, do it and feel successful and be rational in the fact that you made the decision, look at it, gather the data and move on. That's hard as humans. But like we usually give up on stuff and feel when we feel unsuccessful because we deviated from a plan. Then we have guilt. Then you look at the scale and it's this whole 
mind-blowing thing and then we just want to give up so just yeah like keep yep. it rational yep so we'll wrap up here today um if you guys don't mind as viewers we love uh, doing this if you don't mind giving us a review that would be awesome <gasps> and a rating, or, and a rating. we would really appreciate that um, and share with your friends and uh, also again if you're interested in any coaching or anything like that um, we would love to help you out and just uh, shoot us a message on Instagram and the flexible dieting. Yes. So until next time, we'll see you guys later. Thanks guys. Thanks so much everybody for joining us today on macro hack radio. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and hit that subscribe button. So that way you can be updated whenever we publish a new episode. We hope to see you next time here on macro hack radio. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram on at the flexible dieting at NAMS cert and at TMT nutrition to see what we are up to on the daily. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye.